The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey there, we're continuing the Risky Business series and you don't want to miss my next guest, Leanne Cordingly, who is a certified sex coach. Yep, I'm bringing sex to wellness because we need to bring ourselves back to be able to understand what intimacy, self-care, all of that feels like. So that way we can bring that part forward into our relationships. So check it out. And I will see you. Welcome there. new and true friends back to Risky Business series. And really, I, I'm bringing forward Risky Business because even my business, Living with Intention, has given me permission to embrace my risky business by providing new and provocative ways to expand past traditional wellness. You know, sure it is important to eat healthy and exercise for the body wellness, but here I want to expand past that, right? Because it's more about your emotional, your mental, and your, you know, somatic, your body health. And as humans, we tend to deny ourselves those simple pleasures due to distractions or even our own self-judgment of being intimate with ourselves. So we can invite intimacy into our lives as we build compassion and understanding of our own needs, which really helps us to alleviate the pressure and the expectations we tend to put on ourselves. So you might be wondering, April, where are you going with this? <laughs> you know, how are, how do we approach this risky business of intimacy? And this is why I'm bringing forward an amazing guest here today, Leanne Cordingly. And she's here to offer support to uncover possible challenges we face in the risky business of intimacy so we can be more open with ourselves and others. And just a little bit about Leanne before we begin. She is a certified sex coach, a yoga teacher, and a woman's circle host. 
and is passionate about the power of healthy sexual expression for physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. And Leanne is a fierce cheerleader in pursuit of people's sexual pleasure goals and uses a variety of different modalities, including sexiology, embodiment, yoga, and mindfulness. That's why I reached out to hers because I saw that she embodied like a holistic approach to not just sex, but intimacy with ourselves. And she works across the UK and Nottingham to, you know, offer support in coaching sessions, group workshops, and she does guest speaking with companies and schools. So without further ado, I'm here to introduce Leanne. It's truly a pleasure to have you here with us today, Leanne. Thank you. Thanks, April. It's really nice to be here. So thank you for the invitation. Really mm. lovely to be here. Yes. And as we're talking about the risky business, there's like twofold to this, you know, the riskiness of your own business, right? Being out there advocating, talking about sexuality, um, you know, body shaming, all those things and intimacy, that's pretty risky, you know, to do that. And also people risking it is risky business, right? Risking to be more intimate with ourselves. You know, it's it, in our society, Western con- culture, it seems like we're, we're so attracted to external, to what other people are doing, to how they look or how to behave or perform in certain ways in order to be intimate. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And there can be kind of, there can be a shaming. And like you say, April, lots of people do look outside for external intimacy, but the, the, where it has to start from within, doesn't it? Everything starts within. Um, so in my background as a yoga teacher, you know, we talk about, you know, the universe, we're all part of the universe, but the universe is all part of us as well. So when we talk about intimacy, we can't have one without the other really um so yeah and that, that's uh, that's primarily what I do I help people get in touch with what it means for them to be a sexual being yeah and and that can be a little challenging for someone to even approach you right to be a little bit vulnerable and and to seek um somebody that they can trust and they can um, be open to to connecting with. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the fact. Honestly, it's the first thing that I always say to any of my clients. I always start my process with, you know, an introductory call just to make sure I'm the right person, I'm the best person to serve them. Um, But the first thing that I always say to all of them is it's a really bold thing that you're doing. You know, some people talk about sex quite easily. A lot of us don't. Um, So for somebody to approach me, a stranger, just because they've seen me on the internet or on social media or something like that is a really big thing. And they do trust me with a lot of clearly very intimate things. Um, But it's not just clients. I I find that whenever I'm having conversations with people and perhaps you have the same thing that people 
I imagine probably open up to you quite a lot as well with you have a really lovely healing kind of natural energy around you so I imagine I imagine that happens for you as well um yes people finding that um that ability to open up and talk to people because you can't do it with everybody can you no and and really it's about the person wanting right they want more for themselves and feeling that stuckness or that I want this but I am I worthy I think that's what mm-hmm. comes into it it's it's the worthiness to receive yeah yeah um I think there is a lot of um everybody perhaps yeah I, I'm using a generalization here everybody thinking am I weird Mm. I find this sexually appealing or I find this practice really interesting or a huge turn on or something does this make me weird and everybody wants to know that they're not weird (laughs) and you know for the most part people aren't people aren't weird we're just people just people and everybody has their own unique sexual identity their own unique sexual expression their own levels of turn on what they find interesting and what they find not interesting everybody is so very very unique so that's a big part of what I do as well so it's not just um the the trusting other people and full circle to how we began our conversation trusting themselves and learning themselves that they are perfectly and perfect exactly the way that they are and without holding themselves to these external standards I suppose you might say or societal standards yeah and I think that really you know it affects the our mental health too mm-hmm. so when we can understand you know that as you perfectly said you know that we're not weird we're just human and this is what feels good to us or feels good to them and then how to uh, just approach it and really maybe even would you say accept themselves accept that part of themselves I would say that yeah absolutely there's 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 a great freeing quality of being able to not not just sexually but being able to accept yourself as you are and, and I think that everybody will have a challenge with that at some point or another you know even from judging other people we judge ourselves don't we that there's if there's a quality that you're being judgmental about another person Mm -hmm. it's generally mirroring what is what what is it that you judge of yourself um so that's yeah that that's that's quite a big deal having people accept themselves and when when my clients approach me to talk to me about their um deepest darkest secrets and they being able to voice those things Mm. and to not be rebuffed or rejected or um have a finger pointing you're so weird you're so weird it it is a level of acceptance and it is a very very permission giving thing for for somebody to be able to talk about their sexual desires or sexual needs or experiences with another human being in a non-judgmental way and in a whole centered sorry a whole person centered way as well 
like you say, it's not just a physical. Intimacy isn't just a physical. So I work with the um, Dr. Patty Britton's Meebs model, which is mind, emotions, body, energy, spirit. Mm. So we are not we are not just one of those things. We are a whole being. And oh, say that again. Mind, emotion, body, energy, spirit. That's not my model. That's the model of Dr. Patty Britton, who I've studied with. And so my question then it brings to mind is, and what is that separation? What what gets in the way? Why why are we so, oh, it's so taboo to be intimate with ourselves, to uh, even have this conversation about sex and intimacy? Uh, people just tend to shy away or um, say that's not me or, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. Uh, when really it most likely they're not. Mm-hmm. I think perhaps, I mean, this is, this is just my own theory um, that I think we're all a little bit frightened of rejection of that being ostracized for something and, and maybe it goes back you know cavemen times if we're if we're rejected or ostracized from a group solitude and loneliness can you know can result in demise um so maybe it maybe it stems from that maybe it's a really primal thing that we don't want to feel rejected we need to be accepted um so yeah maybe that's maybe that's a fear you know we, we do have this idea of what might be accepted in terms of sex what 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 is the norm what is what is what is what is the normal way that people have sex well clearly there's only one way of having sex and that's in a heterosexual monogamous relationship and you know but that obviously we know that's not true there are lots of relationship dynamics there are lots and lots of ways of expressing yourself sexually but as soon as we take it outside of that kind of cookie cutter mold we perhaps might feel like it's a little bit going back to that word weird, a little bit out of the ordinary. Um, the people who who engage in perhaps the non-vanilla practices like kink or th- things that are just ever so slightly mm-hmm. outside of that, they most certainly might feel like it feels a bit strange and it's kind of a little bit underground. Mm-hmm. But I think the narrative is changing on that now. I think that we are a lot more becoming a lot more vocal about. Uh, what it means to be a person and maybe that's my periphery of um society in general because that's that's on my it's on my radar now um Mm. but I think that people are actually being a lot more vocal about what is socially acceptable and what is not yeah and and just being willing to go outside that box even Mm. yeah and yeah, and the willingness to be different as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to see themselves as different and and it's okay. I think anybody is willing is is free to express themselves. And in fact, the um the World Health World Health Association or the World Association of Sexual Health deems sexual pleasure to be a key component of sexual wellness. So it's not just being free of STIs and being physically well in their body but pleasure is actually listed in their manifesto as being a a component of wellness oh let's go a little deeper with that Mm, yeah so um 
can you can a person truly be holistically well if mm. they are feeling like they're hiding some part of themselves or are ashamed of some part of themselves and typically we can see that you know sex can be a big shame driver it seems to me to be that um pleasure and shame tend to kind of be hand holders you know they kind of tend to <laughs> they tend to walk the same path you know and even mm-hmm. even towards the simple pleasures I, I speak this quite a lot with some of my clients and my um, and my group workshops that a lot of times we can almost deny ourselves pleasures because mm. we haven't earned them and so the example I give would be um I really want to um, sit down, have a cup of tea, read my book, but I can't because I need to wash the dishes. As soon as I've washed the dishes, I have therefore earned the right for this simple pleasure. And Mm. let's face it, um, the housework is never finished. (laughs) It's always in a cycle, right? It's always in a cycle. Um, So, it's not I, I talk to people not just about sexual pleasures I'm talking about pleasure because if you can't recognize simple pleasures it makes it a little bit more difficult to recognize sexual pleasures or sexual turn-ons yeah what would those which, simple which pleasures yeah what would those simple pleasures look mm-hmm. like is it sitting down and having that tea and uh or taking a warm bath or you know yeah like self-care yeah. type of things yeah, it, yeah, it might be taking yourself off for uh, a long bicycle ride or, um, I don't know, taking a walk around the zoo or going to the beach or something like that. All of my things tend to revolve around nature. <laughs> um, but Me too. Those, yeah. <laughs> but those simple things that we kind of, I don't know, it's, it's, nice, it's nice to have that carrot dangling in front of you. Oh, I'm going to do this task that I'm not particularly looking forward to doing. But I know there's something nice at the end of it. But I think it becomes a problem when we stop recognizing that we're, we're kind of denying ourselves those pleasures mm. because we're on the hustle, we're on the grind. And, you know, there isn't time for the pleasures because we've got the vacuum needs to go around or we need to, I don't know, other other boring chores. I don't know. <laughs> yes, laundry. <laughs> there's always laundry. Laundry. Laundry's a, oh, laundry's a fun one, isn't it? <laughs> Again, never ending. I don't know if you're familiar with the story of the magic porridge pot, but my laundry basket is like the magic porridge pot. <laughs> Just keeps <laughs> coming up. Absolutely. Yeah, bubbling up from the bottom. <laughs> oh, well, I think you also hit on a really good point too um, about earning it. Earning the right to be have the pleasure, have indulge, right? Indulge in something mm-hmm. that brings us um, into that space where we can receive like a little bit more of ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and as we talked in the beginning, it's like, it's the worthy. Are we, are we worthy of it? Maybe even mm. it reminds me of your, your Cinderella, right? Yeah. She, she had all these tasks to do and she got them all done and more. And yet she still was denied to go to the ball, you know, thank God for the fairy godmother um, who was able to make the magic happen. But um, still, you know, I, that's sometimes I feel that way, you know, Cinderella, just things going and going and going. And, and then before I know it, the day's end and it's like, well, 
that went out the window, you know, maybe tomorrow mm. or maybe next week. Wow. So when, then when will that happen too? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, it, I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole bigger conversation. Is it, isn't it around that? But um, I like to, I like to, especially with my clients and with myself. Um, I, if I find myself with a busy brain, and a large task list. I try and set myself three things to do, you know, during my day, something I should do, something I could do, and something I want to do. And, you know, there's not really any priority in those things, but I, I think I'm probably more motivated to do the should first and then it's out of the way. Um, but I really like that analogy that uh, the fairy godmother in Cinderella, we can be our own fairy godmother because actually, the only person who is going to carve out time for your pleasure is you. You're the only person who can do that. You know, other people who love you will, will, will want to support you or, or do things for you to make you happy or because they love you. But ultimately, you are responsible for your own pleasure. So therefore, we must carve that out for ourselves and prioritize it for ourselves because Nobody else is going to do that. Not because they're mean or they're horrible. It's because they're responsible for their own happiness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Exactly. Exactly. And then it's, it just seems like, you know, when we're distracted with so many things, then, you know, that just kind of pushes us away from our own um, time frame to, have that space to, you know, be with ourselves. And I think in that intimate setting, right, that's when reflection comes in. That's when we can relax um, and, you know, really start enjoying ourselves more. Yeah. And there are so many ways that we, we can do it. You know, these simple pleasures, even um, I'm a big fan of just being on my yoga mat or my meditation seat and just quiet but then that's just I, I'm also a big fan of going out with my high heels and lip gloss and dancing the night away um so I have to carve out those times for myself no one's going to say to me yeah go and sit on your yoga mat go and you know go and sit in a dark room with a candle burning that no one's going to do that so I do think it's really important. And, and you know, that, that does come down to sex as well. You know, we can, mm -hmm. nobody's going to be responsible for our sexual pleasure. Has to be us. You know, and obviously we are talking, you know, everything always consensual and, and everything like that that goes without saying. But um, nobody else is responsible for our sexual pleasure. We are. Yes. Do you think that there's... Um a gender uh, a little bit more challenging for women than men or do you think that's a stigma um I'm unsure I mean my own obviously my own my own experience I've I've lived experience of a woman I know that I'm also a mother and so I tend to my children before tending to myself and I don't know how much of that is in our biology or how much of that is in us so socialization um it does seem to be that women would typically take that role that does seem to be but then I do know I do know men that take that role too so mm. it's kind of a bit of a dodgy ground isn't it to stereotype 
a stereotype based on gender but um i think women perhaps might naturally be the caring you know we, we the women's bodies are designed to carry the babies um the more kind of caregiving role um so I, I, but I'm unsure. I'm unsure. I can only talk from my own personal yes, experience yeah. of that. Um, but I have had clients of both male and female genders who would describe this to me, you know, male mm. clients who don't take the time for themselves just as much as sometimes women don't take the time for themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think, and, and you know, the other, the other kind of school of thought on it um, that, that women could perhaps be more vocal about not having the time men might actually keep that inside Mm, Um, yeah so yeah I'd I'd never want to I'd never want to be a woman basher I'd never want to be a man basher or anything in between it's just really us about you know for our own needs right Mm. intimacy or sexually or whatever that is being able to express what our needs are in a healthy way um yes. you know the the blowing up and you know blaming others for you know our own situation that that's not helpful but to be able to sit down with the, your partner or um whomever it is and to talk about it in a healthy way so that way they can hear your needs and you can listen for theirs too it's not a one-sided conversation that's what i've learned in my decades of marriage you know it's just not one-sided it's it's absolutely listening listening goes both ways and holding space for that person and that's intimacy in itself too being able Mm -hmm. to listen deeply and uh, really hear the other person and what they're expressing their needs and um, then understanding that we only know what we know, right? We have our Mm -hmm. minds and it tells us little stories about that person that we see every day, (laughs) Mm -hmm. all the stories, but until they can talk and share, then we really don't know. So absolutely. That's intimacy in itself too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I always think that, you know, we are with our thoughts, all of the time and if you know something well enough to verbalize it it's there it's an idea that's kind of like spinning around and it's been marinating in there and as soon as as soon as it comes out of your mouth you're not learning anything whereas if somebody else um, is able to verbalize what's going on around in their mind and we're going to learn and that's probably the reason we have one mouth and two ears so all the more for listening with um so i mean i say this to people that i'm coaching with in relationships that um when they ask me you know well what's the what's the biggest thing about having good sex with your partner it is communication Mm -hmm. it's it's talking it's communicating it's being able to say what you like also being able to say what you don't like Mm-hmm. um you know knowing the power of your no's as well as the power of your yeses and being able to like you say hold space for your partner mm-hmm. yeah but, and then then it becomes a more pleasurable experience because then mm-hmm. 
because that's what we want to do, I hope, in most healthy relationships. We want to come together and um, have that really real connection. And when you can talk about it and and be with that person in that moment and explore together, that's when, you know, the relationship really blossoms and that intimacy really comes into play as well. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, I so appreciate you being here, Leanne. It's, I mean, this time went by really fast. It really has, isn't <laughs> all the, it? All the, really things, gone by all the things that we've talked about. So, so good. Wow. And I know that your website, because I do my research, right? When I invite people to come on, I look at what they're talking about. I connect with them as we did, you know, personally. And then I do my research. So you have some really good resources on your website. I love it so much. And so those who want to uh, connect with you or, you know, just take a peek um, at your website, where can they find you? What is the website address? It's it's my name. It's Leanne Elderbelly, A-N-N-Cordingly, C-O-R-D-I-N-G-L-E-Y dot co dot uk nice and simple and um, all my social handles are, are that as well Leanne accordingly so i try to make it as easy as possible for people to find me but i do get quite vocal on linkedin and instagram and things like <laughs> I that love it, though. <laughs> you get you get really spicy you get spicy on there too i, I um, get as spicy as i possibly can without getting kicked out <laughs> have you ever been kicked out yet not from LinkedIn yet, okay. but okay. I have been, I've been shadow banned on Instagram before, um, which is, well, yeah, that's that okay. So Cause good. that means you're pushing, you're pushing boundaries Yes, and that's what we need. And that's what it. other things do you have coming up for people? Do you have any workshops coming up or any live online events or anything like that for people to I... get like a little taste? Yeah, thank you. Uh, well, I know you and I have also connected on a LinkedIn Live. So I have another one of those coming up at the end of the month with, with Dina. Um, I have a women's circle coming back to the surface very soon as well. That's not quite launched yet, but that will be coming soon. Um, and, and other than that, it's in-person events in Nottingham. But obviously, we are a long way away. And I'm not entirely sure where your audience are sitting never right know. now. You never yep. know, but I am in Nottingham, so I host events over in Nottingham as well. Great. And they can find all that information either on LinkedIn, um, in that's is that right. Leanne accordingly on LinkedIn, right? Is your that's right. handle okay? Yeah, that's right. That's okay. right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect, Leanne. Great. Thank you so much for coming out and co-creating with me today. Thank and you. And sharing your risky business. And I'm hoping that those of you you listening or watching are willing to take the risks to become more intimate, you know, with yourself, give yourself a little bit more space. Um, Those self-indulgences are so important as Leanne shared, and then bringing that forward with your relationships. So if you've enjoyed this conversation, please hit like, subscribe, leave a comment, let Leanne know what you enjoyed hearing here today. And also, I want to know how you are uh, risking uh, in your business or in your personal life. 
So until next time, my friends, be well. Thank you. Are you looking for help on your path to healing? I'm Lisa Campion. I'm a psychic, Reiki master, teacher, and energy healer. On my podcast, The Miracle of Healing, I'm going to help you on your healing path. Listen to conversations with leading teachers in energy medicine, quantum healing, and people who have recovered from loss and illness. Whether it's to take care of your own healing or to help other people, this is the podcast for you right here on mindbodyspirit.fm.